The Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus came down with the twelve, and he stood at a level place with a great crowd of his disciples and a multitude of people from all over Judea, Jerusalem, and the coast of Tyre and Sidon. They had come to hear him and to be healed of their diseases, and those who were troubled with the unclean spirits, they were cured. And all the crowd were trying to touch him, for the power that came out from him healed all of them. Then he looked at his disciples and said to Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who are hungry now, for you will be filled. Blessed are you who weep, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you, when they exclude you, revile you, and defame you on account of the Son of Man. Rejoice on that day and leap for joy, for surely your reward is great in heaven. For that is what their ancestors did to the prophets. But woe to you who are rich, for you have received your consolation. Woe to you who are full now, for you will be hungry. Woe to you who are laughing now, for you will mourn and weep. Woe to you when all speak well of you, for that is what their ancestors did to the false prophets. The Gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. As a society, we live by a certain set of rules. One of the questions that we all ask at some point in our lives is, where do these rules come from? Are we creating them ourselves, or is there some place where we get these rules from, where we learn about them and instill them into our lives? Now, as Christians, we get our rules or our morals, the way we live our lives, from the Bible. Now, if we were to live according to all the rules in the Bible, that would be literally impossible. There are over 600 laws or rules or commands given in the book of Leviticus alone. This is why we were given this set of rules, 10 commands from God through Moses. It was the Israelites who were fleeing from slavery in Egypt and they needed some direction. They needed some sort of way to form their society. So God provided these rules or commands through Moses to give to the people. And we still live by these commands today. And there are other rules or morals that we live by. One is the golden rule, right? This is taken from a verse in the book of Matthew. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Now, I remember having a conversation with a newer family who joined the church a number of years ago, and they were telling me that they loved having their children go to Sunday school. And I asked them to tell me more about why they enjoyed Sunday school so much. And they said they were able to tell their children how to treat other people, to live by the golden rule. But they felt like there was more, that their kids needed to know a little bit more, a little bit deeper. Where do these things come from? This inner set of morals and values. They wanted to have their children to learn why we did things the way we did things. And they were thankful for the Christian education that they were experiencing. This is important, right? To, to know not only what we are doing, but why we are doing it. 
This is why Jesus said that we should love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. To love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus said this is the greatest of all the commands. From, from the Ten Commandments to the Golden Rule to, to direct words from Jesus, we begin to see this picture about how we should live our lives. But friends, it, it goes deeper than that. Yes, we should love God. Yes, we should love one another. Yes, we should treat people the way we want to be treated, but it goes deeper than that. And this is why we have the Beatitudes. Again, something from Jesus to know not only that we need to love God and love each other, but exactly what does it mean to love our neighbor? Who is our neighbor? I, I remember learning the Beatitudes in, in Sunday school from Matthew's gospel. In that gospel, they introduced what is known as a Sermon on the Mount, where Jesus is above everyone teaching them. But on, in Luke's gospel, what we read today, it is a sermon on the plain. Jesus spent the whole night in, in prayer, separated from people. Then he calls his disciples to come with him. And then he comes to a level place where he is with the people. A giant multitude of people gathered to hear Jesus' words. They gathered to he be healed by their diseases. They gathered to have unclean spirits cast out of them. Jesus looks at the multitude of people who have come from near and far. And I can imagine that they are kneeling down before him, trying to touch the fringe of his cloak. They are unable to move. And then Jesus, perhaps sitting under a tree, looking up at the disciples and all those who are gathered with him. And then he says, blessed are you who are poor in spirit, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who are hungry now, for you will be filled. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will soon laugh. The, the poor, the hungry, those who mourn, they are all mentioned and they all have special rewards. They are the ones who are receiving the kingdom of God. How do we fit in these categories? There are times, yes, when we feel like we experience this in our lives, but more often we are able to give this to others. We do not need special skills or special abilities to treat people well. Then the question remains, what is asked of each of us in the Beatitudes or these blessings that Jesus bestows upon the crowd and us? You know, the, the key teaching for me in, in looking at the Beatitudes is faithfulness. For in each of the Beatitudes, there are observations of what is happening to others around us. The blessedness about what Jesus is speaking is further explained because when we are blessed, we are experiencing the kingdom of God. When we are blessed, we will be lifted up. When we are blessed, we have this feeling of unbelievable joy bubbling up inside of us. And we remain faithful to that. We remain connected to that. But there's this other side, right? The side that we maybe don't like talking about. 
Jesus continues, Blessed are you when people hate you, when they exclude you, when they revile you, when they defame you on the account of the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day. Leap for joy because your reward is great in heaven. You know, when we hear from Jesus, whether it's the blessings or whether it's this idea of being hated, something starts to happen. We see how Jesus was concerned to, to open up the imagination of those who hear his message. When we read scripture, we begin to see the possibilities in front of us. And we don't always like the possibilities. It disorients us. It confuses us. But it helps us to focus not on our needs, but on the needs of those around us. Jesus does say, blessed are the poor, blessed are the hungry, blessed are the thirsty, blessed are those who laugh. But it doesn't end there. He follows it with the woes. Woe to you who are rich. Woe to you who are full. Woe to you who are laughing. Woe to you when all speak well of you. But again, he brings this reorientation. Love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who abuse you. What Jesus is doing is he is reversing the normal way of thinking and and he is letting our minds and our hearts be ruled by the blessing, by loving, by forgiving. All this goes against our natural inclinations, right? The, the, The ways that we stand and build these walls against God and others are being knocked down. Jesus' followers believe that Jesus' life, death, and resurrection was given to us because God remains faithful to the promises given to us. The promises that life will defeat death. This stands right in front of us. And we start to see this as well. When we start to see the promises of God being fulfilled in front of us, something new starts to happen. When we pray, when we mourn, when we hunger, when we thirst, when we protest against the state of the world, things change in our relationship with God. It goes deeper and deeper and deeper. And my friends, it is not easy. And we don't always experience the blessings right away. Sometimes we experience woe after woe after woe after woe. But the Beatitudes call us to look at ourselves and accept the blessings that God has given us. Accept the signs of God's faithfulness to us. And in return, live in such a way that we show by our word and how we live our lives the faithfulness of God, the goodness of God. The good news that God gives to each and every one of us. And it is then that we show forth the blessings in our lives. And we have the opportunity to be a blessing for others. Being a blessing for others is what the Beatitudes is all about. Not only to receive those blessings ourselves, which we do enjoy, which we do love, which does happen. But more importantly, be a blessing for others. Show others the love of God found in Christ Jesus. It is then that we will all experience the kingdom of God. Thanks be to God. In Jesus' name, amen.